Oh, man. Welcome to the Nate Taylor Show. Jay Binkley with Nate Taylor. Mitch Holtis uh, just leaving the studio as we watched. Uh, what's going on here? Did they make the kick or not? Because the Raiders are attempting a field goal here. It's, it's, it's time's basically out. Where if Cleveland wins this game, they're mm-hmm. in first place. The Buffalo Bills out of the playoffs. And maybe get back in next week with a win over the New England Patriots. Hi, Nate. This is uh, madness. Uh, as we have two games on Monday night and two on Tuesday night. As we're <laughs> full of COVID. And a game on Thursday. Full of COVID and football and everything else. The NFL's become the Mac. Uh, a couple games on Tuesday. NFL chaos in mid-December. Who doesn't enjoy it? Um, 48-yard field goal attempt coming up in just a second. I can't do play-by-play. Yeah. But, uh, Cleveland did call a timeout wisely. Uh, you know, make make the Raiders prove it one more time. But what a what a what a week for the NFL where you get to a point where ah, Raiders win. Yes, they they do win and Cleveland could have taken first place as it comes down to that kind of stuff. Nick you know? Nick Mullins gave a valiant effort. The Raiders still in the playoff Mullins, pictures. That? There's like seven or eight guys out for Cleveland tonight. Yeah. And yet they gave the Raiders everything they wanted. And by the way, neither team had their coach that they originally started the season with on their on their sideline. So it is it is crazy, uh, given everything that's going on in the world. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, there's a new variant, and it has impacted the NFL in terms of uh, the coronavirus. But look, Jay, for people who come ride with us right after listening to Mitch Holtis, uh, their Chiefs are in first place, not only in the AFC West, but in the whole conference. No, they are. They are. But some some news of note for the Chiefs today, yes. Nate. Uh, Kelsey, uh, third-leading vote-getter in the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. but uh, he went on the COVID list. But again, it's weird because they got the new protocols now so we can test negative once and get back out there. So the Correct. chances of him playing are, are pretty good. Shavarius Ward is on the list as well. Yes. And Harrison Butker is on the list. Now we see why these – now you know why they – well, they signed Elliot Fry, the uh, practice squad kicker last off week. the Falcons. When yes. they signed him last week, I was like, this is total protection in case something happens to Butker. But it looked like Butker will miss this game. And so Elliot Fry – Chiefs fans aren't going to like a kicker named Elliot, but it looks like that's going to be your kicker. <laughs> hey, at least it's his first name. Um, yeah, so similar that's going on with the Los Angeles Chargers and Joey Bosa. Uh, he is unvaccinated, so you have to sit out automatically 10 days. That has not changed in these readjusted COVID protocol rules within the NFL. Uh, as we know right now, that applies to Harrison Bucker, which means Elliot Fry is next kicker up for the Chiefs. Uh, he'll get some practice this week, at least with Tommy Townsend. Uh, to get at least a little bit of a feel of Arrowhead and, and how it gets pretty gusty at this time of the year. But uh, for the Chiefs, yeah, you, you've got starters pretty much at every, you know, phase of the football. You know, offense, defense, and now special teams. Most importantly, I think the two players that uh, will be on everybody's minds as this week progresses is Chris Jones, who missed Thursday's game against the Chargers. Who's still on the list. He is still at this up, point. He is still on the list. There is some optimism that he, but he's still old rules too, right? Because yes, because he was, because he was, so he's got to test negative twice, twice yes. like Willie Gay and Gordon. Yeah. So the the hope I think for the Chiefs is that he tests negative tomorrow, and then you can get him back as early as Thursday to be a full participant as much as he can uh, in practice, and then you can sort of ease him back into the into the lineup as your starting you know defensive tackle, who's their best interior pass rusher. Uh, his loss was significant. Uh, his absence was noticeable because the Chargers ran, I believe, for 192 yards. 
uh, in that classic of a game on Thursday night. And then, look, Travis Kelsey had, you know, one of the best games of his career, perhaps the best regular season game of his career, in my opinion, Jay, where 10 catches, 191 yards. Obviously, we heard the Cry. The, the amazing uh, touchdown call from Mitch Holtis that, that sort of ended on a walk-off. I just want to put this statistic out there for, for our listeners, Jay. I crushed the numbers. It was really easy to do. But there's only been one time where Patrick Mahomes has played a football game without Travis Kelsey. And it was week 17 of the 2017 season. Because, Denver. Because they rested everybody because they had already locked up their playoff spot. They could not move up. They could yeah. not move down. They had already won the division. And it was the first of Mahomes' 12 straight road division wins. Exactly. And it was just a chance for Mahomes to say, hey, you got you got your entire rookie season to develop, to learn, to experiment and practice. Now let's see what you have. But Travis Kelsey wasn't out there. And every game that Patrick Mahomes has played since and why he's been such a dynamic superstar quarterback is because he's had one of, if not the best tight end in his position uh, for the course of that time. So the Chiefs will need Travis Kelsey uh, if he is able to get that one negative test, if he does feel well in terms of staying uh, asymptomatic. What I've heard is there have been no major symptoms. So that's a positive because that does lead – one to believe that they'll be closer to testing negative sooner. Um, so the way this works, and it's it's complicated to some degree, and I'm going to try to make sense of it as best I can. But but it's an it's an understanding that the league is now doing a little bit of randomized testing based on data that you can track from a game because the players do wear their contact tracers during the game. Uh, if you look closely enough. Uh, you'll see it on some guys' ankles. You'll see them around their, their their legs or so. Maybe some guys wear them on their arms or on their wrist. But the understanding is is that they did this testing based on data in terms of who they felt you know might be susceptible to the virus based on who tested positive for the Chargers and vice versa. And this is sort of the outcome you get where Traverius Ward, who played a lot of snaps, Travis Kelsey, who obviously played a majority of the snaps on offense, and even Harrison Bucker, uh, where they are tested – and if those tests come back positive, then they have to go on the list, and then you start the process as to how long it will take them to get that negative test that you mentioned earlier. But do you miss the days with hamstrings and, oh. and stuff like that? It was they could play this week or not. But now, I mean, it's there's so much now, like vaccinated, unvaccinated, because that makes yep. a difference. Because if you're not vaccinated, it's ten days. Ten days. You you, you could miss two, you can miss two games. Yeah, you, you can know? miss two games. Uh, if it's at, if you if you test positive at a certain time, it helps for Harrison Bucker in this case that he tested positive on a Monday with a Sunday game coming up and not necessarily a Wednesday when we knew they were playing on Thursday and then obviously you have a turnaround or it's a Monday to Sunday sort of deal. So um, in some ways, you know, the timing is going to be really precious because every game gets even more important from here. Yeah, you cross your fingers and knock on wood that it doesn't happen to anybody mm-hmm. else the rest of this week. We're only on Monday. Yeah. And it, it's and 47 guys, by the way, tested positive in the today, NFL today. Just today. a record, record high. Yeah, just today. So... This variant uh, is spreading so rapidly, um, not just in the NFL, but obviously in the world. You know, it was it was a little alarming to me, Jay, that, you know, Saturday Night Live was just like, we can't have a live audience. And that's like, whoa, 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 we're not having yeah, 20 college games, men's and women's NHL's canceled like yeah. 27 games. I mean, when, it's but when you can't have the customer a part of the entertainment that. Yeah. That takes us back to a dark place in, in yeah. early 2020 oh, no. that, that I don't want to necessarily <laughs> no, go no, to. No, no, we don't think any of us do. So in some ways, it's like, yes, I'd like to ask Andy Reid, like, is it his left ankle or his right ankle? 
instead of is he is the hammy ready? You is know? he is he positive yeah. or is he vaccinated or you know? And I give a lot of credit, by the way, to Patrick Mahomes, who I think uh, is in trying you know is trying his best to encourage the public, as I would do the same. But Patrick Mahomes with you know Carrington Harrison today did say that he is not only vaccinated, but he did receive his booster shot. Um, I have my booster shot. My father has his booster shot. Uh, it does give you that extra layer of protection. I would advise everybody to do it if they have the opportunity and the time to. Uh, obviously, it's free to the general public. But uh, but it's going to be more important now that players obviously say discipline in their social distancing, who they hang out with, how long they hang out with that particular person. And then, look, if there's a, if there's a chance for you to get the booster shot, go ahead and do it because coaching staffs, athletic trainers, league personnel folks, they'll have to get them by uh, a week from now. December yeah, and the NFL is going to play games. Regardless. Come hell or high water, they're yes. playing. They we just watched a game with Nick Mullins. They, they had seven starters out of this game. The oh. that Nick Mullins started for him. Cleveland, I mean, this made a difference. This made a difference yes. because Buffalo would have been out of the playoffs. They can get back in with the division lead by mm-hmm. winning over the Patriots at New England. But Cleveland would have been ahead of the division right now. So this... Man. This and didn't have their coach. Didn't have, didn't have a little starters. I mean, uh, didn't, two quarterbacks were out. But the NFL, by the way, if they didn't play it today, they would just give them an L. If you couldn't play the game, you get an correct. L. That's what the NFL correct. is going to do. There's 272 regular season games now because of week 17. Uh, speaking of that game, uh, the Chargers game, because obviously we talked a lot about that last week, the biggest game Um what, four or five years, at least five years in the AFC West. Yeah. A, a big game, obviously. I mean, it was so close back and forth. I mean, any team uh, had a chance to win that game. It hadn't been a frustrating film study, to be honest with you, for both, <laughs> for both teams, to, to be quite honest with you. But you mentioned Travis Kelsey, and he was the third-leading fan vote-getter today, and he's in the Pro Bowl again this year. Whether they play that or not or go virtual like they did last year, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's a meaningless game, and you hope they don't play it anyway because they're in the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl they wouldn't yeah. play. Uh-huh. But the bottom line is, Six straight years now at 1,000 yards. And Greg Olson's the only tight end to ever go three straight seasons with 1,000 yards. Not now, even, Not even Rob Gronkowski did it. Yeah. But, but here's, Rob Gronkowski has four in his career, 1,000-yard years. Jason Witten, four in his career, 1,000-yard years. Tony Gonzalez, four in his career. Shannon Sharp, three in his career. Now, total yards-wise, he's got over 15,000. You know, Kelsey's got a way to catch. Yes. Tony, and he's got to play a long time to catch Tony Gonzalez. Catches, too. Tony's sitting at 1325. Travis is 695 at this point. But, I mean, six straight years of doing that, when you double up what a record was, I mean, to me, greatest of all time. I mean, you can make the argument Tony's got more yards and Shannon Sharp has more yards at this point. He's got the three rings, too. So, he's definitely in that conversation. But to do it six straight years, he's now six, seventh in the NFL in total yards. Uh, for for any catcher, wide yeah, receiver, wide tight receiver, end. tight. He Last year he finished position. number two, and the year before he finished first in the AFC. So he's doing things now that we haven't seen before. But I'll be honest with you, out of that group, I take Travis over the rest of them. It's it's remarkable the way he can run routes, and uh, it's always fun because you know I was listening to Mitch's call, you know, as we were getting ready for our show, and when you as a as a Ball carrier can surprise the announcers, let alone the defenders trying to prevent you from scoring a touchdown when it's a must score to win the game. It's remarkable. Um, he's consistent. He's been getting beat up, you know, a little bit more this year than in years past because that might be the best way to sort of 
mitigate his production or at least slow it down a little bit. But yeah, he's a he's a Hall of Famer. I, I started saying that towards the early part of last year, coming off the Super Bowl win, just because. I don't, well, now you're getting goat talk though. And and now I'm just like, look, I mean, he was doing this level of production with Alex Smith, so this isn't just a Patrick Mahomes sort of you know phenomenon or you know a little bit of extra you know salt to what is already a, a very delicious steak you know in terms of what he has provided for the Chiefs, but. I mean, in the playoffs, he's been he's been fabulous. I mean, the the way that he is he has especially evolved. this year getting double teamed and poked and yes. prodded and everything else yes. to be doing what he's doing is insane. And to know that Tony Gonzalez is willing to admit, oh yeah, that guy that guy is taking the position to another level, and that's what we ask of great athletes, right? Um, respect those that have sort of paved the way and showed you what success can be like, and then advance it one more step or maybe even two more steps. You know, create the position in your image, even though there's really no one like you, so that it can uh, provide a path for, obviously, the, the players that are come behind you. And with a quarterback who can extend the play, who can put it on a dime, who can find you anywhere in the field, you know, it's third and ten. And, Jay, it still sort of boggles my mind. When it's third and ten hmm. in the fourth quarter with, you know, a little bit of eight minutes left to go in the game against the Chargers, and you need eight points, oh, I can just find the tight end. 25 yards down the field. Don't tell that to Baltimore. Wide open. <laughs> I mean, he's wide open. And then he takes a 25-yard catch and extends it into 69 yards. Yes. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. And the Chargers took some bad angles, yes. Are the Chargers the best tackling team? No. But um, when everybody knew what the situation was, he was he was that head and shoulders better than than, than his peers. And yeah, when his career is over, if he does this for even a few more years, I mean, it's going to be hard to deny him, especially if he gets another ring uh, added to his collection. 100%. And not only that, he and he and uh, Tyree Kill, according to Stats by Stats, the first wide receiver duo in NFL history to have at least 10 catches, 140 yards, and a touchdown in the game. So they keep making history. You listen to Nate Taylor's show, 610 Sports Radio. We come back. Talk about Mahomes' game, his finish. Is it something we can look forward to for the rest of the season? We'll discuss that next. You're listening to The Nate Taylor Show, Monday nights at 7, on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. A TD wins it. 28-28 tie. In overtime, Edwards Hilaire, the running back to the left of Mahomes. Mahomes takes the snap at his right thigh, dumps it over the middle, caught by Kelsey at the 30, spins back up, hey, Kelsey at the 15-yard line, Kelsey at the 10-5, touchdown, Kansas City! In the biggest AFC West game in five years, the Chiefs put the hammer down with a 34-yard touchdown pass, Mahomes to Kelsey! And the Chiefs take a commanding two-game lead in the AFC West with a gutsy, gutsy, gutsy win in overtime. Another great call by Mitch Holtis that you heard just a few minutes ago on the Chiefs' Kingdom show on the Chiefs' radio network. And Mahomes started lighting it up. 10 of 13, 197, a touchdown there for the fourth quarter on but uh, three 75 yard drives obviously Kelsey a big part mm-hmm. of of the Chiefs coming back in that game but uh you know what the what the greatest game I mean, he did have the ball in the turf there that was one of those you know think well Chiefs kick a field goal there they mm-hmm. you know the Chargers had the same thing so <laughs> let's not even talk about that because yeah. obviously the Chargers had the same situation but 
uh, with Mahomes and that, that final quarter. I mean, it's unbelievable what he's doing again. 12 straight road divisional wins, which is insane. They're 35 and 6 since 2015 against the division. When you think about it, the Buccaneers have already lost twice to the Saints this year. Divisional opponent. That's that hasn't happened. You know, that's that's a that's one third of the Chiefs' losses yes. since 2015 division. Plus, they lost to the Saints twice last year as well. They did beat them in the postseason, though. But with Mahomes, you expecting kind of because he was on point with with Kelsey in in uh, mm-hmm. in Tyree Kill in that game. I mean, it was yeah, it was fun to watch at times. It was because. Um, as I wrote in the athletic, you know, after the game, Jay, he went from being uh, a quarterback who had all the skill, who looked pretty healthy, uh, who understood obviously the significance of the game, but he was putting together a pretty mediocre performance, right? Uh, there was the fourth down incompletion to Michael Harbin, who's open. There was a couple plays early in the game where he missed guys in the end zone, right? One was to come, one was to Michael Harbin. Two point conversion too. Where the, he- yep, there was a play where. Travis Kelsey was sort of coming open on a, on a crossing route where it looked like the the, the Chargers sort of lost him in, in some uh, matching uh, routes. But because he threw the interception, and it is a really impressive individual play, he was able to gather himself and say, what do we need? We need a touchdown and a two-point conversion. <laughs> and he does it. Oh, okay. And give credit to Justin Herbert because he had a – he had a great game, in my opinion. He leads the Chargers down for a touchdown. All right, what do we need? How much time I got? Two minutes? Does it in a minute and a half. I mean, the the way he executed, and there was something that I think we had talked about a couple weeks earlier, Jay. Because he's feeling a little bit healthier, because that bye week came later in the year, starting to move around better in the pocket. And so when he scrambled... There were guys who were comfortable doing the scam- scramble drill. His, his two best targets is Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Do you want to cover Tyreek Hill for four seconds? I don't. The Chargers didn't. So he was open in the middle of the field. Uh, there were really no matchups for Travis Kelsey because Derwin James, unfortunately, went out of the game in the third quarter, I believe. So he wasn't available as their best pass defender in the fourth quarter in overtime. And Mahomes knew that if he could evade the pass rush, you know, most importantly, Joey Bosa, that would open up things on the back end of the Chargers secondary. And even on plays where everybody's flowing one way, he can sort of escape and scramble for uh, an impressive, you know, 33-yard gain that gets you into the red zone. And then the next play, he scrambles to the right again. And there's a touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey. It It was fascinating just because I don't know how many quarterbacks can do that, Jay. Maybe Aaron Rodgers can say, I'm having a bad game. There's only nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, I guess I'm I guess I'm going to harness greatness and execute at such a high level uh, that it's going to turn the whole game on its head. Um, maybe Tom Brady can do that. Maybe. But it's really hard to be down eight points with nine minutes to go and then touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Like, well, he I made mean, it look easy. But that proves to everybody – a, how good he is, and B, that they're they're going to have chances to really have these snowball avalanche type of runs against the team in the postseason because I believe the Chargers are a playoff team, and they just went into their building and survived a really good performance for 
52 minutes and then and then just scored three touchdowns in a matter of about 15. Because the offense, if you want to go by efficiency, they're still the third most efficient offense in the NFL. Yeah. Points per drive at 2.6. Only the Buccaneers at 2.69. Keep this in mind. The Buccaneers came in. They're now two in the NFL <laughs> in scoring. They were the highest scoring offense in the NFL going in that game. Shut out against the 13th best defense. Yes. So, Oftentimes we do micromanage and you're just watching the Chiefs. You're looking, but the rest of the NFL has these scoring problems as well at times. Just yeah, sure. The point, the Buccaneers. Ask the Buffalo Bills. Or, yes, the, <laughs> in the Buccaneers last night. So it is, the turnovers cost Chiefs a lot of points this season with untimely turnovers that they had. And they'd probably be leading the NFL still in points for drive. The Buccaneers are. They're still number one at that. And they were shut out last night. But, uh, you know, Steelers this week. Then the Bengals, it's going to be pesky, and the Broncos. Uh-huh. At this point, Teddy Bridgewater is not playing. It's still in the concussion protocol at this point. Drew Locke gets the start. We know it this week. Who knows what happens at the last uh, game of the season. Maybe the Chiefs don't need it. Need the, uh, if the Patriots take another L, Tennessee takes another L. They may not need yeah. that last week. They might, though. They might, though. But let's face it. Good things happened to the Kansas City Chiefs this week, and it couldn't have got any better. To be quite honest with you, with the Chiefs getting the win on Thursday, sitting in the clubhouse with the lead, and then Saturday night. The Colts top the Patriots for the first time since 2009, and they improved their record to 8-6, and six, two games over 500 for the first time this season. And then Sunday. 25 seconds left, and that'll do it. The Pittsburgh Steelers have pulled off a miraculous win by six <laughs> points over the visiting Titans. Couldn't have got any better for the Chiefs. In the game. Saturday night's game, I look at that and I say, okay, I know the story's about the Patriots losing the game, but I think a real storyline is how good that Colts team could be. Yes. Because they completely limited yes. Carson Wentz. He only had five completions in the game. <laughs> but you saw how physical they can be. They can be an incredibly physical team with Jonathan Taylor in the ball and that offensive line. Ryan Kelly didn't even play in that game. That is mm-hmm. a great offensive line. And it's a team that's kind of the most cap money in the NFL next year. And Chris Ballard's there mm-hmm. putting it together. But I'm saying, you know, again, the Chiefs' perfect weekend with everything kind of falling in place. They were able to. They had the number one seed after Thursday night, but they were able to keep yes. the number one seed because New England or Tennessee could have gone back to number one seed, but obviously taking L's, they didn't. Yeah. And this sort of proves that uh, this season is a wild ride. And it's not a guarantee yet but it's much better to be in this position. And honestly, Jay, it reminds me of the end of the 2019 season, right? Uh, if you look at the final three games of that regular season, there was Denver. Uh, they won that game comfortably. Drew Locke was the quarterback then. He might be the quarterback, as you alluded to, in week 18 now. Uh, there was the Chicago Bears, who you know were a team that was sort of uh, in its own transitional period. Um, and then they, you know, they ended the year with the Chargers, and everybody remembers that game because – the Patriots fell to the Miami Dolphins, which allowed them to get the two seed, which back then you did still have a bye. So um, it reminds me in a sense of like they need to win out, which is what they did in, in 2019. They have to win every game through the regular season to earn that first round bye. Um, so they're going to have to do the same thing. Uh, it's funny that the, <laughs> the home broadcaster for the Pittsburgh Steelers called it a miraculous win because they did score, what was it, 19 points with it, one touchdown? They didn't take turnovers to win that game. They really did. And I'll say this much too, Nate, as far as the Colts are concerned, I think they will knock somebody out. In the first round? In the, yeah, yeah, 100%. It's a dangerous team. Here's the thing, though. They lost to the Bucks 
when they had a 17-7 lead on them. Correct. All right, against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. They blew a 14-0 lead against the Titans. Titans, yeah. They actually had three separate leads, and then Carson Wentz throws that one-yard interception return for a touchdown. They blew a 19-point lead Oof. at the Ravens in the second half in the third quarter. On Monday they were night, by 19 that's points. right. We were in here. They were, yes. they were up. So, yeah, they, they've left three wins off the board. And so they're sitting where they're sitting now. But – Eh, they appear to be better than what uh, we think because they're better than their record. We say the same thing about the Chiefs. Yeah, They've left two wins at least off the board uh, this season. I think the Colts have left three. If Jonathan Taylor, the the star running back for the Colts, if he can continue this for three straight weeks, um, he might he might have a, a dark horse chance to win the MVP. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We'll take a break because yeah, I'm curious about talking about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you about that and something about coaching. He, he might be the most feared. Yeah, all right. All right. Might, most might be the most feared man in the AFC to the Chiefs right now who's not a quarterback. The guy that had 2,000 yards in two different seasons as a college and almost had it a third, 23 yards short of it with Jonathan Taylor. We'll discuss that more when we come back on the Nate Taylor Show. You're listening to the Nate Taylor Show, Monday nights at 7, on your official broadcast partner at the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Nate Taylor Show. If you missed it earlier, Daniel Carlson, a 48-yard field goal. One at zero as time's expired. So Cleveland, had they won, would have been in first place. But the Raiders win the game. They would have knocked Buffalo out of the playoffs. At this point, Buffalo can get back in there. Uh, The news today, Travis Kelsey and COVID protocol. But again, it's early. He's been back. So just one negative test. He's back. Shervarius Ward um, was put on the list today as well. Harrison Butker. Chris Jones still on it. We'll see what happens. uh, The testing on Wednesday and everything that goes on. But... uh, uh, you had mentioned Jonathan Taylor, MVP, and yes. it's it's picking up steam. You know, it, the quarterbacks aren't being talked about, which, like, Aaron Rodgers is still there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Brady, Brady probably lost a shot last night. And so did Kyler Murray, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, the Cardinals are sort of falling off. They've, they've gotten their little two-game swoon right now. NFC had a bad, bad, bad yesterday because the leaders, especially in the division, because Cardinals got spanked. Green Bay was playing a depleted Ravens yep, team. Yep, almost, it almost stumbled. It almost lost with the two-point conversion. It was a very bad play they designed. The one, one, he was only marking. Why don't guy at the back of the end zone, yeah, too, by Mar- the way? Yeah, Marquise Brown was wide of Hollywood. was right there. But uh, a bad week in form. And, of course, the Bucs division leader losing as well. Mm-hmm. But Jonathan Taylor, really, you think he's going to be the guy? He has a chance. Uh, now, if Aaron Rodgers secures the one seed in the NFC, I don't see how I just it's it would be very hard to go against him, even with him being immunized. But do you think because <laughs> I heard Kyle Brandt who joined uh, Coding Golder yes, today. earlier today? Yeah, is the media vindictive? Would I the mean, NDP voting where they'll look at some of those things or not? I just ask because that stuff flares up in 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 baseball. I am someone who doesn't want to give the MVP award just to a quarterback, so. For instance, Jay, when I was in Tampa Bay uh, for the Super Bowl last year, they gave me an, a Super Bowl MVP vote. It was it was quite the honor. It was like, yeah. okay, wow. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I voted for Rob Gronkowski because I thought he did a great job both receiving and blocking uh, for the Buccaneers. The award went to Tom Brady. That's fine. Shocker. I felt, I felt like <laughs> I felt like Tom Brady was good, but he wasn't great. Whereas I thought Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Uh, I believe he had two touchdowns in that game, and he was, I, you know, he was a mauler. That's on, why you on have the, the vote end. because you don't, you know, you're not 
enamored by the Tom thing. I'm not, you know, although I respect that, yes, he is a legendary quarterback. Hey, people in this town in Buffalo don't like him because well, well, he was bad to the Buffalo. I mean, he wins a lot. He I, does. He wins, wins a lot. What can, what can you 100% say? respect he wins a lot. Last night, not on a good night because he's throwing iPads and her oh, surfaces yeah. and Ooh. everything else. Now, when things go wrong, he does He does tend to show it. Um, with Jonathan Taylor, I just look at, is he the best player on his team? It's unquestionably yes. Um, the Colts, they have like a, I think a very slim chance of winning the division. I don't think that'll necessarily happen because they, they have lost a tiebreaker to Tennessee, but if he gets close to, you know, what Derrick Henry was putting up, which is funny because Derrick Henry wasn't sniff at the MVP conversation, which is wild now. And John Taylor is because Derrick wasn't right. his role was, he was still like sixth in the yes, MVP. It, it was a little different because, you know, in some of those years, it's like Patrick was throwing, 50 touchdowns. Obviously, Drew Brees was a completion monster where he was just racking up yards and obviously getting the the Saints to be up there in the, in the top of the NFC conference. I, I just get the sense that um, because the Colts, I, I have to look at their record here real quick. But look, they're 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 the five seed at eight and six right now, given everything that's happened. And they started the year one and four um, with a new quarterback. The Chargers is a six seed, by the way. They would have been the seventh had Cleveland won. Ooh, wow. That is just it, it's been and a Buffalo great. right now is the seventh seed. New England's the second seed. Tennessee's the third seed. Cincinnati it's a great now, year. A division leader at the fourth seed. Yeah, it, it's a great year because you know there's only so few things that you can predict or have good faith and trust in. And one of the things you can trust is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid will eventually figure it out as the season goes along. And obviously, you can include you know Steve Spagnuolo, Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, uh, and, and those you know prominent people as well. But I, I love, I love, I, I'm going to love the discussion, Jay, if we're thinking about this three weeks from now and go, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I'm not a vindictive person. Now, did he try to dissuade people from the truth? Of course. But is he the best quarterback right now in the NFC? Yeah. Yes, by a wide margin. Let me throw this at you then. Andy Reid's won Coach of the Year one time. Can you believe that? He's, Which is wild. He's top five all time in coaching wins. He won it one time. Yes. He's got the five NFC title games. He's been the three straight here. He could be four straight here. Won it one time. Belichick's won it three times. Shula's got the record at four times. But Jason Garrett has won as many times as Andy Reid. Mike Smith has won as many times uh, as Andy uh, Reid. Uh, Matt, Matt Nagy's I, team is playing football right Zach now. Well, Matt Nagy won the award. Yeah. Oftentimes, like Nick Saban doesn't win coach of the year every year in college football. But Correct. Zach Taylor. Because you know, Brandon Staley, you'd think, okay, but he's not going to win the division. Zach right. Taylor could win the division. I'm just saying, I because <sighs> it's Stavansky won it last year. I'm just saying off-the-wall things do happen. They don't give it to – Belichick would be a top candidate as well yeah, because Le, of what he's doing with what he has. Yeah, LaFleur is a, is a good candidate too, LaFleur? although you know Aaron Rodgers gets to make all the calls and the adjustments on the field of play. Uh, so there's a little bit of a difference there. But, no, Andy Reid is, 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 is always a quality candidate. Um, but think about this. If they start the year three and four and then run the table, it'd be kind of hard to pass up and obviously secure hey, the number one seed. See, Mike McCarthy made a huge deal about the Cowboys winning their 10th game. Andy's done that for seven straight years. Yes. And I, I mean, that's a guarantee. <laughs> you know, when the schedule he comes out, 11.3. I, I always love talking to people in the Chiefs organization when the schedule comes out because, you know, we in, in the media for honest reasons and because fans love it and they want to. You know, they're immediately on their way on their travel <laughs> website of choice being like, what road game do I want to go to or what game do I want to come to Arrowhead to? Whenever the schedule comes out, it's always a fun time because I just ask people in the organization. I'm like, look, they tell you in 
you know, what, late February, who the opponents are. Now you just get to see the sequence, the order of which <laughs> opponent won to 17. And uh, what I was told last year was put us down for 12. <laughs> Just calmly, like, well, I mean, like know, not confident. He had that extra game. Yeah, and he yeah. averages over eleven and wins a year anyway. Yes, with, yes. with the Chiefs. So, and, and so you know the the, the 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 people that I talk to, particularly in the front office, some in the in the coaching, is just like, oh yeah, we'll we'll, we'll ten, twelve. Worst year with the Chiefs is nine and seven. Nine and seven. Nine yeah. and seven. Didn't <laughs> like, make the playoffs. So one year you didn't make the postseason. We got an extra game. Oh, like that just gives us more time to figure things out. And you know they figured out. And let's take a quick, you know. Summary: They figured out the turnovers. Uh, those have those have gone down quite a bit. Even though there was a remarkable play by by Nuoso of the Chargers for the interception, um, <laughs> they, they were not very penalized that much in Thursday night's game. That was a huge difference. Um, they're not awful in the red zone. Remember that they were giving up a touchdown every time yeah, they dropped the team was in the, the red zone. And penalties, yeah. yeah, and now they stopped the Chargers inside their own 10-yard line three times, uh, even with Brandon Staley making what I believe is the correct, you know, sort of judgment and trying to get touchdowns because you know that's what you need against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs were without Chris Jones, Willie Gay, and Legere Sneed. So there was reason to go for it on fourth down, but the Chiefs have gotten even better at protecting their own end Which zone. Which this week they might have threw it a lot. Unless they trust L.A. Fry, who's... Well, he's fifty percent on extra points because he played one, one game, game with the Falcons. Yes, yes, one game. Yeah, a quick summary of Elliot Fry played at South Carolina. He was okay in college. Uh, he has made his one field goal attempt. It was a twenty-three yard. Orlando Apollo was just like the Ornish Johnson. I mean, it, it legendary team. It was a chip AAF sh- that got canceled. <laughs> it was a chip shot, and uh, yeah, he's he's one for two on extra points. Now you don't want to show every two point play in your playbook because you'd like to hold those for you know must win games in January. But, hey, uh, maybe this is time where you tell the offensive line, if we do score a touchdown, can we get two yards? Can we just can we just move it's somebody? It's tempting this week. Can we just move? They've only done it 12 times this year, gone for the fourth. Can we just move a body into the end zone <laughs> and let Clyde Edwards-Alaire or, or Darrell Williams uh, run behind you for a two-point play? Um, it'll be fascinating because, you know, the Steelers, who the Chiefs will play on Sunday, uh, they've been an offense that has sputtered quite a bit this season. Oh, yes. Mike Tomlin's won at zero, but go ahead. Mike Tomlin is a really good coach. I'm just, By the I way, just, Mike Tomlin never had a losing record. Duck and he's never Hodges the year. was his quarterback. I know, I'm just saying. At one point in time. <laughs> and by the way, the Chiefs, the Steelers, the opponent, you had brought it up when they did tie Detroit. Yes. Which, yeah, Detroit put it on Carl. Hey, Detroit, Detroit played just close hey, Detroit's games. playing hard. Ben was in protocol, Mason Rudolph, the quarterback uh, for I don't the Steelers never, for that tie. Jay, I don't never, I don't ever need to see Mason Rudolph play another no, game of no, football. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> like, I don't never. He was good. At, he was really, really good at college at Oklahoma State. I don't want to take anything away from that. I don't want to see him play another game. We'll I got about much those, rather watch Nick Mullins. Oh, 100 Mason Rudolph. Nick That's Nate Taylor. It's the Nate Taylor Show. We come back. We'll mention that Steelers game. We'll talk a little bit about that. And if you have a question for Nate, hashtag ask Nate nine one three five seven six seven six ten. The J Southland Toast Service text line. We'll be back with Nate Taylor Taylor Show in just a second. You're listening to The Nate Taylor Show, Monday nights at 7, on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to The Nate Taylor Show. We have the second of the Monday night football games going on right now. The Vikings lead the Bears 7-0. Then there's two games tomorrow night, which I was kind of hoping things were going to line up because it was lining up for Washington and Philly to play for that seventh seed is that was lining up before Yesterday's games kind of took place, but uh, 
I don't think it's for anything. If Philly wins, Philly wins their seventh seed. So it does matter. If yes. Washington Washington wins, it doesn't matter at this point. Obviously, because New Orleans win yesterday, it changed everything for that Philly-Washington mm-hmm. seventh seed. Because the Saints were six and seven and beat Tampa Bay and, and shut them out. We all know. Since uh, You know who last uh, coach to shut out uh, Tom Brady was? Believe it or not, it was Nick Saban with the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Yeah, there was no, there's no way I would have gotten that. I was like, are you setting me up for uh, an NDV no, question? Pretty good, no, pretty good guy. No, but the no. Steelers, Mike Tomlin coming in this week. They're, Steelers are a team. I mean, they had all free agents this year. They lose Bud Dupree. I think that was huge for that team. Yeah. Um, they did have to play a game with Mason. I think they're getting as much as they can out of Big Ben. Before It's almost like they're too afraid to hit that reset button. Like they're just squeezing everything Every out of Big Ben. That they can bring in Juju back for this one year deal. Mm-hmm. Still have gonna have the Juju issue uh next year with bitters because he was out did Steelers Rob hit twice by the Ravens and the Chiefs for Juju Smith Schuster. But St- Steelers coming in, you know, this is this is a team that's not gonna roll over. No team in the NFL does, as we noticed. Yes. Guys will play the end. Heck, the uh, Browns gave the Raiders a great game despite all their misses. It, it is next man up. The Ravens played a fantastic game against the Packers yesterday with the backup quarterback. And a lot of guys on COVID list, including Sammy Watkins and, and Jimmy Smith. But the bottom line is, what do you expect in this Sunday with the Steelers and Chiefs? And the Steelers, um, the Chiefs could be getting guys back. We don't know. If, again, we don't know we anything. We don't know. Yeah. You know who's playing for the Chiefs or the Steelers until <laughs> it's actual game time. Yeah. and, and Until you tweet it, Nate. It's, and, and so far, uh, you know, the, the Steelers are probably a little bit ahead on the, on the COVID front than the Chiefs are right now. Um, for now, but, but 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 two names to mention, two guys uh, that'll be top of mind at least from the Chiefs' perspective is Najee Harris, the talented rookie writing back. Uh, he'll be close to about a thousand yards. Can you still can you believe that they're still second to last in team rushing? Because and they were dead last last year. I mean, I mean, he, I thought he, that would change things with Najee. Yeah, but but everybody you know has wised up and, and played a lot of single man coverage, press coverage, and said, "Hey, here's eight men in the box, Najee Harris." Welcome to the NFL. Um, he's still getting again. He's still going to get a thousand yards, which is impressive. Right, absolutely, I, I think he's close to it. The the matchup that I'm fascinated in is how many guys rotate to cover uh, Deontay Johnson, who is their speedy uh, kind of do all things wide receiver for Ben Roethlisberger. Um, if Ben sees you, look, look, Jay. If Ben sees us on the field, he's going to throw the ball. I mean, it's fifty fifty. There will be chances. For the Chiefs to have some interceptions. Every game that I've watched this year of Ben Roethlisberger is, hey, uh, either we're going to come down with it or they're going to come down <laughs> with it. But I'm going to throw it. Like, I'm I'm not afraid to put some 50-50 balls in play. And uh, I've always really admired Chase K. Poole's uh, skill set because he's tall and he's athletic. He's still uh, fast for his size. And hey, put up what uh... – Kevin Johnson type numbers for his size at the combine. Yeah, he was uh he was someone that I was I was quite intrigued by. Remember they wanted to make him a tight end. That's what they wanted him to do at the combine. Yeah, I, I was I was yeah. I was trying to tell some people from the Chiefs organization, you might want to consider that. <laughs> how many how many pounds do you think you can get on his frame? But they're they're an interesting team just because they're right, as you mentioned, Jay. Uh they are, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's in the twilight of his career, but they want one last chance. To get him in the playoffs, just to see what happens. Which is interesting because I I, I don't feel that the uh, the next great thing at quarterback is in this draft. 
Neither do, neither and do I. And I think that I think the price tag for Rodgers, if that's what you're uh-huh. going to trade for, unless he's happy in Green Bay, and we never know with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, or or Derek Carr. You know, let's see what happens with Las Vegas. I know Carrington is sort of and Deshaun's situation still a situation. Yeah, yep. and so they're they're going to have some options. I mean, who's to say if Kirk Cousins is is quarterbacking the Minnesota Vikings uh, in a couple more months? Yeah, these guys are going to make some money. Yeah, and there might be a little bit of a bidding war, but you know. The thing about Mike Tomlin is that team understands uh, it's discipline. It does get after the quarterback. Uh, T.J. Watt, he is a game wrecker. Uh, you want to seventeen pay, sacks. You want to pay him the same respect, if not even more respect, than you gave Joey Bosa, uh, who obviously had the strip sack fumble uh, against Patrick Mahomes there on Thursday night. So it'll be it'll be a really nice challenge for Lucas Niang, right? He's coming back from the rib injury. Uh, he got his first start on Thursday. I thought he played admirably, but this next challenge is going to be um, a quite the tell for me because you get a week to see what you're, what you're getting some of the rust off, uh, and now you're facing a premier pass rusher. And if the Chiefs can take care of T.J. Watt, uh, I think they can move the football effectively. And then, as you mentioned, Jay, it may come down to, all right, how many two-point conversions do we need? <laughs> Are we up twelve nothing? Okay, then we can take a PAT. <laughs> are we? Are we trust up? Elliot. I mean, it's like hey, trust Elliot. Friday. He's gonna be out there. The weather should be good. The weather should be great. I mean, yeah, the weather should it's be perfect actually for Elliot. You're not asking him to go out there in the snow, right? right. Yeah, I mean, the, the weather should be actually uh, relatively warm, maybe in the sixties. Um, when kickoff starts, obviously it'll dip as we get into sort of the nighttime on a three twenty-five kick. But I, I get the sense that um, Patrick Mahomes is playing excellent. You want to continue that hot streak towards the end of the game. And let's just see, you know, if if the Steelers just want to hang around. Their entire season is hang around, <laughs> hang around, be annoying, um, before the Chiefs get a two-score lead and sort of squeeze the life out of them as the game progresses. Chiefs and Steelers this weekend. Nate and I will talk about it on Monday night. Uh, hashtag AskNate. We still got about a minute left. Uh, beyond Arrowhead, what's your favorite stadium to catch a game? You just went to SoFi. SoFi is really nice. <laughs> Looks uh, nice. SoFi is really nice. I will say that um, Tennessee has some great views in terms because it's right across from the river of Nashville, which I enjoy a lot. Um, I would also say, too, that Denver is a great atmosphere. I mean, that stadium actually rocks. And so one of my favorite memories is the left-handed pass where it was – I think it was third down – Bob Miller's chasing him, the building shaking, and everybody goes, did he just throw the ball with his left hand? I thought you were going to go Vegas, Nate. It's nice. It's not it's not SoFi nice. It's way NFL Networks here at SoFi. Exactly. I, I I mean, would I like to make another trip in a, in a, in a couple weeks? <laughs> sure. Yeah, Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium as well. We, of course, podcast this thing over at 610sports.com, the Odyssey app. We'll podcast this out. Nate now uh, tweeted out as well. Nate, it, it was fun tonight. We'll do it again Monday night. Yes, sir. A little bit weird because we had a Thursday night game, but you know what? Yeah. But COVID, COVID will, will be on the mind. Oh, man. It's just, you know, watch the, the list. Do watch the, the tweets. Do watch, the, go to Biden Taylor. Right. Do the Chiefs lock up the division? Is there a chance for uh, the one seed to still be in their control? And we'll find out Monday night. Coming up next, though, you've had those takes all day over the Kansas City Chiefs. Dusty Likens, Nick Price, Red Reaction, Dak!